Hello everybody, happy Wednesday, welcome back to Aces Up The Sleeve. I'm Patty, co-hosting with the co-managing partner of Pocket Aces Racing, Jared Shoemaker, or Par, for the quick reference. And welcome to 2024, you guys. We're here, it's the new year, and as promised in our last episode that capped our 2023 debut season of the podcast, we are here. We're going to sit down, we're going to do our 2023 year in review but before we get going, we have a bunch of just really cool statistics. We're going to talk about some of the um, just some of the highlights of the year. And before we get going, Jared, welcome back. Thank you for joining me for season two. <laughs> How are you Thank doing? You. Uh, you know, Patty, I, it's uh, January, early January second, and I'm a little tired. Um, <laughs> I, I, I uh, you know, I kind of detailed my uh, uh, last week in the episode, kind of detailed. Uh, with some of my uh, holiday traditions and whatnot, and um, we're still going strong. Uh, my my daughter, our oldest daughter, Sydney, she's still here from California. She's, she is still two weeks in on California time, which has put me on California time, except for the wake up. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, been staying up late and getting up early because uh, trying to enjoy all the time I can with her. I've still got to get up and get to work every day. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little, I'm dragging, I'm dragging. Um, I think a lot of us are probably dragging. I'm not in any better shape, if I'm honest. I've just been, I was telling you before we started recording, I've I've just been in like this week of insomnia that I usually get where I just don't sleep, period. And I just kind of run on sheer willpower and wishful thinking, and that's pretty much where we yeah. are. So <laughs> it's, it's just uh, it's just willpower and just almost muscle memory to just keep on moving. And copious amounts of caffeine. Yes, exactly, exactly. But it's it's all good, you know. It's been a, it's been a great visit. Uh, you, you know, we don't get don't get to see her as much as we'd yeah. like, but uh, so it's been a, it's been a really great visit. But hey, it is time to kick off twenty twenty four. Another racing year for Pocket Aces Racing. I'm, let me look here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. This is to be our nineteenth year of uh, th of racing. With okay. uh, you know, our first start was in two thousand six, um, so you know we only ran four times that year, obviously because we didn't get started until until September. Uh, mm -hmm. But she ran four times from September to the end of the year, and then uh, had a few more starts in two thousand seven, and back down into the single digits for a couple years, and we've just been steadily increasing the number of races every year since then uh, and and 2024 will be our, our 19th year of actually sending horses out to the racetrack uh, which will start tomorrow uh, will be our first one out on the track and um, you know uh, looking forward to a, a very exciting 2024 but before we dig into what we're looking forward to 2024 which will air next week now let's talk a little bit about 2023 and some of the highlights and yeah, maybe even a few lowlights because uh, as, as, as successful a year as it was, you know, we, there, you, you can't go through any year of, of thoroughbred ownership without your fair share of lows as well. So yep. uh, yeah. Absolutely. So then why don't we, uh, you know what, why don't we just go ahead and then start with, do we want to just, 
kind of begin with with going month like a month by month basis of like the wins first or how do you want to well I t- first thing we we'll do is just yeah we'll talk just just a, a high level recap you know 2023 we had 104 starts uh that is the most we've ever had in any, in any given year uh we had 16 wins which is tied for the second most uh, I got my numbers wrong. I know I had to send something to Dave Brown in a text and said, oh, that's our, that ties our most wins ever. But I just uh, I'd miscalculated somewhere along the way. So <laughs> 16 wins, you know, we had 16 wins in 2021. And then uh, 2020, we had 17. So it was a good good year. We had the most number of seconds we've ever had. So we were first loser 19 times, <laughs> uh, which is pretty, you know, pretty decent. Um, mm-hmm. uh, over $480,000 in earnings. Um we had, uh, you know, 15 and a half percent win percentage and almost 44 percent in the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so not bad just in terms of overall numbers. Uh, now, I think the a record I, and I, I don't know this 100 percent for sure, but I do believe that this is the most number of stakes races that we've ever run in in one year. I, I didn't I just didn't get time to get back and look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but six stakes, six stake races uh, through the year, course of the year. Uh, with three different horses so that's not something that we've done a whole lot of mm-hmm. and i think we likely hadn't there not been uh an injury here along the way uh here and there um you know uh, most of the small intestine removed we might have gotten into some other stakes races uh had we not had a little bit of bad luck but yeah uh, yeah so six stakes races for the year including uh including a stakes win for taken to the cleaners so it, you know overall a, a pretty you know pretty solid year not our best but uh very very solid yeah well and it's it's you know because you mentioned we were we were first loser we were not first loser on on you know in a lot of these races we were not first loser because these horses are being blown away like you know our <laughs> runners were running their eyeballs out so i kind of want to yes, defend yes. Uh, defend them here uh, like... yeah, I, that was just that was just my ricky bobby uh you know ricky bobby, <laughs> uh, uh, homage uh their first loser, yeah. uh, for you know talladega nights is because uh, you know i think will ferrell's a funny guy <laughs> maybe we get will ferrell on the show yeah can you work on that patty yeah i let me let me just reach out to his people <laughs> fish him out of whatever hole he's been in the last several years i haven't yes. heard much about him maybe it's also because you know, i live under a rock so i'm not a reliable I, I, source for that <laughs> i think he's reached that point of his career that he's just doing the ridiculous things that he wants to do and you know what? he when does you... pop up in some random yeah. spots uh, at times well i mean that i mean that has to be nice though to just finally oh, be so contented you're like you know what if i want to be in some musical about a cheeseburger doing yoga i'm gonna do that so <laughs> yeah that's exactly right so so yeah let's i think uh we can kind of talk a little bit of month by month I, I think that's a good idea um you know when you look at january of 2023 uh we we had two runners on the first day of january mm-hmm. uh last year and one of them being cyclone ranger yep the bad and, luck child Poor and horse. you know had you told me when we bought him, or even even midway through his two-year-old year, that he was going to debut on January 1st as a three-year-old, I would have told you you were nuts. Yeah. Uh, but he did debut that day, and 
ran his eyeballs out, ran second, mm -hmm. and uh, we were off to a, to a great start. Uh, it Factor debuted uh, shortly after, I believe that was it, it Factor's debut. Yep. Uh, was January 1st. 1st as well. Mm -hmm. She did not run quite as well, but you know, my goodness, she ran uh, you know, a six furlong maiden special way to Turfway where the winning time was uh, you know, 211 or something, or 111, and, yeah, 111 and one, which is flat getting it. Uh, and, and, you know, she's not a sprinter. Uh, we didn't really know no. that at the time. We weren't sure what, uh, what she was going to be. Uh, but yeah, so she had a little rougher debut, but, uh, you know, st finally started coming around and, and we did not get a win until, um, you know, in, in, until February. February. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, so we, we had a, we had a kind of a, a little dry spell there in January, but, uh, we had some encouraging things to look at, uh. Again, Cyclone Ranger ran second, uh, Sophisticated ran second, Wendy Lou ran second, Counter-Strike ran second, unfortunately got claimed coming off that uh, long layoff. We'll talk more about him in a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, and then and then High Power, the old man, uh, say, stable, yep. Yep. Uh, picks, up, picks up the first one in February. And, and we had a, we were, had a pretty busy February. We didn't, didn't High Power actually pick up our first win in 2022, I think, as well for the year? Like, High Power is... He has he has done well there early in the year in January yep. at Turfway Park. So yeah. uh, January February Turfway Park. So I'm trying to pull up the 2022 numbers. And, yeah, because I vaguely uh, remember that being. Nope. nope. Critical Threat won in January. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Uh, down there the last time. So uh, he he won on January 12th in 2022 in that starter okay. rounds at Gulfstream. So yeah, so he, he's so, but that high powered is definitely you know he's definitely fared well and won some races there at Turfway Park. So, yep. uh, so he was our first win. Uh, that would have been the eighth win of his career, the first win of twenty twenty three for him, and um, you know it got him off to a, a pretty good, you know, good start to 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 the year. Um, so, but yeah, we had twelve races in February. Uh, we had. Just just high powered one, and we had a really nice march. Um, we we had uh, picked up the taken to the cleaners and microphone uh, the previous November. We'd run them there at um, uh, Turfway Park to no avail. They they clearly they're they're not really uh, you know artificial surface horses. They like they like the turf, and we thought uh, you know what let's give this a shot. And we sent microphone down to the fairgrounds on March second. And he wins uh, a nice little allowance down there. And we thought, well, that's great. There's another one coming up uh, the next week for take, taking to the cleaners. Let's do it again. And um, so sent her down. That was um, he, he was March 2nd. On March 10th, she goes down, wins an optional. Um, and they both look really strong doing it. And I remember the, I remember the, uh, the announcer saying, ah, oh, Ethan West at the fairgrounds, all he does is win. Cause I think that was probably <laughs> the first two horses he'd ever sent down there and, uh, yeah. you know, back to back weeks. And, and, you know, they, they were both, both of them were written off by the betters and, and by the announcers, you know, there at the track and, uh, even, and so anyway, I just remember them kind of being blown away by, by, by that feat. Um, but so that, that was really good. And that gave us a little preview of what, uh, what to expect, uh, with her, especially, mm -hmm. um, you know, microphones had a few, a few little setbacks here and there along the way, but then, uh, then, uh, Cyclone Ranger ran again at Gulfstream on March 24th to break his maiden, um, and a, a nice come from behind fashion. I think that was when we first realized that, uh, you know, his best, 
his best running was just going to be one big run at the end. And mm -hmm. uh, he just, he just, he looked so good doing it. Uh, and, you know, that's another maiden claiming event. Thankfully, uh, we, you know, he, nobody did uh, take him from us. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, uh, he got, he got, uh, got his, got his yeah. maiden, uh, maiden out of the way. So. Cash, and you say, we have the worst luck with thinking, oh, you know, oh, he'll be protected. Nobody's looking. We'll be fine. And then the one person uh, we don't need to yeah. look does <laughs> yeah but i've got uh so i've kind of got uh, we'll get into that a little bit and and everybody that listen, listens to this knows how i feel about claiming races so um, yep me too it is what it is um yeah no, no but trust yeah. me there's no great love here for me either so <laughs> uh april again was a little bit of a dry spell i didn't get a win we didn't have that many races in april no. uh just just uh what, seven uh, two, something like that six or seven races yeah. in april so not a whole lot. Had a couple, a couple hit the board, a couple seconds. Uh, you know, again, high power, just ran, ran, you know, run his eyeballs out like he does every time. Mama Lou mm -hmm. was kind of getting back into action and ran a nice second there. I remember watching that race at Keeneland when microphone was running. We we had our, uh, I believe we were, I believe she, I believe her race went off right after microphone's race or maybe right before. And I remember watching it on our on our phones down in the paddock. Mm -hmm. um and so she ran second uh, uh there with microphone had a had a good 12 you know it's a 12 for a long allowance he ran well mm -hmm. just came up uh you know just came up a little bit short that was off his uh, that was off his first layoff wasn't it uh no well he, he he'd run and again he'd won that race in march and then oh, okay. this yeah, yeah. march 2nd and then went to april 27th yeah uh so it was a, it was a decent little stretch in between uh and then uh, we were busy we in a, May. <laughs> yeah, we, we get into busy. May. Lots of races there in May. Um, a couple wins. Uh, it factor breaks her maiden, and then Cyclone Ranger had a really nice allowance win at, at Horseshoe Indianapolis. Uh, again, you know, showed showed that he was going to be best coming from off the pace, and just uh, put in a, a really, really, really nice performance. Uh, then we, we, we ran, uh, I think that was our first stakes race of the year. It was actually mm -hmm. in May with Wendy Lou. We sent her up to Thistledown, uh, for the, uh, what was that? The JLP Petro. Yep. I think so. J, J. William Pet J. William Petro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, she ran okay. It, it was, um, uh, yeah, it was a tough race. It was eight and a half furlongs and really eight furlongs is, is the, the best we can do with her that's just uh you know that's just where she was kind of capped out but yep. we didn't have a whole lot of other options for her. um and then we get into uh get into may oh we also may 29th we sent taken to the cleaners to lone star because we had yeah uh, had a, just a hell of a time trying to find any races for her yeah uh she ran okay and, and there's a tough tough ouija board stakes and um, i mean seventh it was it and, was wild i mean we had that chat. I remember this discussion where we were talking about how that winner could have been found at Keeneland. Like that oh, winner was a buzzsaw of a Philly. She'd been running in, you know, high ranking group stakes. And it, I mean, this was not, this was not a slouch. So she took on a field yeah. that was equally at home, really at some of the biggest tracks in the country. So yeah, this, this was a, this was a race that was, you know, it was a $200,000 listed stakes, but so many of the horses that had been running in it were coming out of graded stakes races that just, you know, they hadn't been able to break through at the graded rank. Uh, so they were trying to get that black type win for a lot of those horses. And they were, it was just a tough, tough field. 
and uh, you know she ran respectably. She was she was right there for a long a long way of the race, and then uh, you know just kind of petered out at the end. And uh, you know nothing to be she ran seventh, but certainly not it, it wasn't what I would call a bad seventh by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, so we roll into June. Uh, well, that's kind of where a short we, month for us too. Kind of another short month. Not a whole lot of races in June. I tell you, we had the damnedest time getting horses into races this year yes. races to fill can we please and... talk about this because <sighs> this is so frustrating to me where we thought okay we just need it to go and then we find out it's not going we got skipped something happened something like like the the it felt like they were just the universe was exhausting every single excuse humanly possible before it finally was like all right i'll take pity and let us have an entry <laughs> Yeah, and I and I, you know, I know it's one of the most frustrating things and, and eye-opening things I think for new owners, just seeing how difficult it can be to get the race that you want your horses in to go. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's certainly not the case with all of our horses. We have some that are, uh, you know, that have a little more flexibility than others, and some can some can sprint, some can go long, some can run on dirt and turf and poly, but you know, a lot of horses, they, they take into the cleaners is a perfect example. She needs to run to be her absolute best, uh, seven and a half to eight furlongs on the turf. And now, you know, yes, she's one on the dirt, uh, when races have come off the turf. So she's one on the dirt against turf horses. Uh, so it's not yeah. that she's terrible on the dirt, but you don't want to run her against dirt horses on the dirt. You know, microphone needs yeah. to run on the turf. And you know, how many times do we have horses uh, that were entered in turf races and the races got taken off the turf? Um, or, you know, you just come up or, or you're, you end up, we ended up on the, the, the also eligible list and nobody mm-hmm. scratched out and we didn't draw in. So yep. just, just so many, so so tough so tough to get the right and i hear people well, just go ahead and run them you know, just go ahead and run them uh even if it's not an ideal situation and you know the reality is that uh, and, and we don't know this but the reality you know in, in terms of we don't know that this that this is the case for any horse specifically but the reality is the vast majority of horses have have a limited number of, of runs in them yeah not many horses are like high powered and are going to run 60 plus times in their career and be healthy uh, because and he, be healthy. He's yeah. never missed a day for health. He's we've given him breaks just because he's needed breaks. But I don't think that he's ever had a day uh, ever where he wasn't sound. You know, maybe he yeah. gets a little stiff or something here and there, but he's not ever had any health issues. Uh, but the reality is that you know the, the horses have a limited number of starts in them, and and you don't want to just do a throwaway on a race that you think that they're just not going to have any chance in. Um, so, yeah. Well, and especially we, we when they start, picky. especially when they start picking up the mileage as well. Like, it's one thing right. to get, like, you know, a, a breather or a seasonal something, you know, a starter into them because they need it because they've been gone a hot minute. Right. Like, it's 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 a little different because they have to start somewhere and you don't want to toss them to the wolves because on the flip side, that does nothing for their, you know, right. their, their, uh, mental constitution if they're coming back from two months on the farm where the fastest running they did was coming in for a feed um and suddenly they're facing you know graded stakes winners that have been you know taking on august rodin who's the breeders cup turf winner 
you know, so you, you don't want to toss them to the wolves right from the start, but it's like, it, it's kind of the same, because I grew up doing, like, hunter-jumper stuff, and one of the things that my trainer early on emphasized was, you know, horses have limited numbers of jumps in them. Like, you know, every jump they take, it wears on their body, it wears on their joints, like, this is a heavy animal, regardless of, of how big they actually are. Like, this is still, this is a large animal. Like, you have to respect that. So, you know, I, I you know, and I, to that extent, I absolutely agree. Because that's what was, you know, hammered into me at a young age was that, you know, as much as we like to believe they are, horses are not immortal. You know, eventually mortality mm -hmm. does catch up with them. And you need to be respectful of that because you want them to have the best career possible. So, it's, it's yeah, a balancing I mean, act that you have to kind of play absolutely and it's so you just you just you don't want to you don't want to waste a start now you can you, again banshee moon is a perfect example she, who was our last start of this year yep we knew we knew she was going to struggle in a in a maiden special going six furlongs we knew that was going to be a challenge for her uh because she's bred to go further made she's bred to go further she looks like she ought to go further um but at the same time, it's it's tough to ask a horse to, unless, again, we do start horses going eight furlongs uh, or longer for first start, but they're, they're, they also are, are different than what she is. You know, we mm -hmm. think she's going to need just a race or two to figure things out and get the experience under her belt, and then we'll be able to stretch her out and go longer with her. Um, you know, like an Irish aces, you know, uh, well, even he sprinted his first time. Uh, and and you know, we knew that he was not going to be a, uh, you know, a horse to go a short distance. Um, but again, he's a slightly different situation than her. Uh, so, uh, you know, Temple City Terror, we knew there's no way she was ever going to sprint. She no. just didn't have that kind of, uh, that, that kind of speed out of the gate. And, and she, we, you know, so we knew that she would, we started her going a mile, I think, the first race, and she ran respectable. But uh, you know, it, it it was a decent start, but it was nothing. That we're like, oh wow, we really got something here. We you know we didn't figure that out till much much later. Um, so yeah, you, sometimes you you do use starts to either just get them going, get them started, or to just or to bring them back and get them started so, again. Yeah. So. so there has to be a purpose. It's not a, yeah. oh, well, what the hell kind of start. Like there has we, to be a We purpose. can't find anything else. We may as well run this uh, horse yeah. that needs to go 12 furlongs. We may, may as well run five on the dirt. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and that's, that's just a wasted start. And that's, you know, and that's, I mean, and it's not, that's not like shitting on anybody specifically. It's just, it's an overarching topic. We've kind yeah. of had to yeah. keep coming up and keep coming up that it's like, mm -hmm. you don't want to just toss that brace to, to toss it. Um, right, right. But speaking of, between June and July, I was counting, we had yeah. we had a stretch where we hit the board eight times in a row. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, we did have some some stretches like that, and and in the mix there, we had a win by Wendy Lou who sprinting. It's the first time she'd won sprinting in several years. Yeah, uh, she won. Uh, uh, you know, won at Belterra Park in that twenty-five thousand dollar claiming race, going six and a half furlongs, and it was a hell of a race. You know, she was. It was came right down to the wire with uh, with another filly and or with the mayor and um, you know it, it took its it, uh, it's a perfect example you know it took a little bit of a toll on her you know she kind of got she was a little stiff after that race because she we hadn't asked her to sprint in a while and then uh, so you know we but we didn't give her a break right away she came back in July and ran in a stakes race again 
but then taken to the cleaners. Uh, so Winnie Lou is June 23rd, the next race, July 1st. Taken to the cleaners, we go down to Evangeline Downs and Lafayette, Louisiana, uh, find the perfect little stakes race for her, go a mile on the turf. Uh, the Opelousas, and she ran very, uh, not like she normally runs, uh, in that she came way off the pace. I believe she, she as I recall, she broke away from the outs, outside post, and she was calm and relaxed and kind of got over towards toward the rail and sat comfortably and then had a really nice run uh, coming uh, in the, into the turn and out yeah. of the turn and down the stretch. So she was So she left. was third until about the half marker where she kind of took over as, as the pace, mm-hmm. as the other pace to kind of her inside started, started to, to Peter out there. And uh, by the time she got to the wire, she was four and a half in front. And I think I'm pretty sure yep. uh, Thomas Pompey was wrapping up on her. He was done. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 She, she won it pretty easily. And, and I think going forward into, into 2024, you know, stakes races like that um, and then you know allowance optionals at Keenan and Churchill those sort of things uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're going to be looking to do we're going to be uh, you know she's got talent she's but she's getting up there a little bit and getting a little bit older and uh, we're gonna we're gonna be aggressive and we're gonna find spots for her because she was one of the unluckiest in terms of uh, races coming off the turf or races coming off, going on really really soft turf and um just uh, struggled to get her in in a lot of in, into good spots that we wanted her in yeah. um but the you know july continued to be pretty pretty good uh high powered wins the ninth race of his career at uh, belterra park then justice of the peace he breaks his maiden uh, the next start so we had back to back and then uh, as you said we had several more you know we hit the board a lot in the months of June and July. Yep. And uh, so rolling into August again, uh, there was a, you know, a decent number of races in August, but not uh, not a ton. But we did pick up a couple wins, uh, one being Mama Lou. We claimed her almost a year and a half ago. And, and just, you know, she ran hard. She ran tough. She ran strong. Uh, but man, she just kept coming up short in these sprint mm-hmm. races. So we're like, Hey, you know what? Let's try to stretch her out. Uh, and th- that was Mark's Mark's call. He said, you know, let, I want to try something different with her, but let's see if she can go longer. And man, she won that race. Uh, easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking to the cleaners goes up to Hawthorne runs in the Roma Caca handicap. Uh, which was an eight and a half furlong, so uh, you know, just half a furlong too too far for her, and again, against some really really tough yeah. uh, competition. And then Irish Aces comes back from uh, a long layoff, mm-hmm. uh, where you know, we'd run him a couple times as a two year old, he probably was never meant to be a two year old, but you know, it's one of those cases where. Uh, they're they're ticking along. They're moving along. They're they're healthy. They're happy. They're doing everything you want them to do. So you, you run them out there and see what happens. But mm-hmm. it resulted in a, in a in a slight injury, and we 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 gave him a pretty long amount of time to come back from that. Um, 
and uh, <laughs> uh, Brendan was like, hey, let's put him in a maiden 30 at, at Horseshoe. Nobody will claim him. He's been out forever. No, and, we um, heard that and, before. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mark's like, no, we're not doing it. He's going in a maiden special. And uh, so Brendan relented, and uh, it was funny. Uh, after that after that really impressive maiden breaking win, uh, the first thing Brendan says to Mark is, man, he really – he really would have uh, something along the lines of he he really would have put it on a made made thirty bunch, wouldn't he? <laughs> something along those lines. So yeah, um, and 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 he and he harkened back to it after the next race too. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, and that's part of the you know the claiming game has has changed a lot uh, over the last year or so, which we'll get into more. Um, that so that was our big win in August, and then. Uh, at the end of July, we claimed a horse. Susan called up uh, Mark and said, hey, check out this horse running at Ellis for $10,000. I think we ought to take a look at it. And that was started from the bottom. We claimed him. We were the only one that claimed him. He won that race at Ellis pretty easy. And then we run him for 25 uh, at Belterra Park. She'd bred Again, the horse thinking, too. Uh, yeah, and th- thinking that, we, you know, ah, 25000 at Belterra Park, that's nobody's going to do that. And sure enough, the people that we claimed him from uh, claimed him back from us. Uh, and he won that race uh, <laughs> quite easily. Uh, but, you know, he went from $10,000 claim in July to claiming they claimed him back in the first start for 25000 So that uh, would have been nice to hang on to him. But it, I suppose it, it worked out uh, worked out fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, that, was our, that was our big win, uh, our only win in September. And then we get into October. Uh, again... Uh, not, not, not a ton of races in October, uh, but man, it, the one, one of them was a big one. It was, yep. uh, Irish aces allowance win at Keeneland on mm-hmm. October 12, uh, where he, man, just looked like what we had hoped that he was going to look like all along. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it really, you know, we, we were optimistic about him, but Brendan had been talking about how, how well he'd been training, um, you know, coming out of the win. Uh, but I, I think, you know, Brendan was optimistic about this race, but I think he exceeded everyone's expectations and, and mm. really one of the most, one of the more exciting wins, I think, uh, you know, I put it right there with taking to the cleaners, winning the stake, uh, of the year, um. Sad, sad, sadly, uh, you know, he won. He won more in that allowance than she won in the stakes race. But uh, yeah, you know, that's that's the way it works sometimes. And uh, and I think it just really showed, you know what? Well, and that allowance uh, was tough. Like that oh, allowance yeah, was really tough. tough. Like a bunch. I was looking through entries, um, like a, 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 in like the, the Dubai and the Saudi Arabian kind of as they're kind of starting to prep for the the Saudi Cup and the Dubai World Cup and like. There are some horses that were in that allowance that are in some of these Dubai and and Saudi prep races. Like they're pre-entered for a lot of these places, or at least they're annu- mm-hmm. they've announced intentions of going. Right. So this was a salty allowance. This was not you know a you know a field who got lucky because there was nobody else. Like this was a tough right. allowance. It was a tough, tough field, and and you know, he did not have what I would call the best of trips, but man, he never batted an eye going up the rail and between horses and everything else. And just, uh, just a really, really nice performance. Uh, and I think, I think we've got something, uh, I think we've got something to be excited about coming into mm-hmm. the year. We'll, and we'll sort of talk more about that next week, November. Um, 
we had uh, Red a Red Five, five finally breaking through, finally getting him on the turf with a couple yep. races under his belt. And yeah, we gave him some class relief at uh, that maiden 12 and a half level. And I mean, man, but he looked he looked like a world beater that day. And uh, we tried him again on, on the Tapita. He's a not a later, horse. <laughs> and, and he's just not. He he needs the turf. So the next yeah. time we see him, we'll be on the turf down at Tampa. Um, and uh, you know, I think I think he's got some. I think we got some fun left to have with him. And then our our final win of the year. Uh, this was bittersweet um, because yeah. uh, you know it was Wendy Lou on December fourth, uh, and she wins a, a claiming. 25 at Mahoning Valley, eight furlongs, and she's made a, she, she won quite a few races there, including a stakes race, and um, she won that one, but unfortunately she was, she was claimed away from us, and you know, we had intended that to be her, her, her final start for us, mm-hmm. as we were going to get her under lights, we had her booked to Nashville, and um, that, that was the plan uh, for her, uh, unfortunately the, uh, she was claimed away. And she's back in for 25, uh, going six at Mahoning Valley uh, sometime later this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be talking to Susan to see if there's anything we want to do on that. Um, I don't know. Uh, we, we really, really like her prospects as a broodmare. She's just, she's such a beautiful physical. She is a mm-hmm. stakes winner. And just, you know, I, I, Mark and I were probably more disappointed that she got claimed maybe than any of the partners because they got a nice little payday out of it. But, uh, yeah. man, she's, she's just, oh, uh, me she, and, I think she's got so much potential. Yeah. As a so oh, me and me and Susan were, were quite, quite disappointed too. We were talking about oh, well, it yeah, after the race and we were, we were yeah. just like, no, like, like, cause I think that's what, like, I think that's what happened with conjuring too, where like what her, what was supposed to be like her last race of the season or something like mm-hmm. the very last day of the meet. And it's a claim. And it's like, that always yeah. seems to happen to us. That uh, yeah, it's definitely gotten us a time or two, and, um, but again, we'll keep an eye on Wendy Lou going forward, and if the opportunity ever seems right, then uh, maybe we'll get her back uh, for breeding um, at some point down the road. So yep. Um, and then our our penultimate race of twenty twenty three uh, was back to Iris Aces mm-hmm. uh, in the Gulf in the Tropical Park Derby. Yep. And. Man, with a little better break, a little better trip, um, could have been different. But man, yep. what a hell of a race he ran! Yep. Um, he uh, he just he stumbles out of the gate, almost went to his knees. Yeah, it and, was pretty uh, noticeable. Yeah, it's very obvious. So you know, I think you know, we we certainly did expect him to be back towards the back of the pack, but. Uh, you know, at Gulfstream, the the stretch is so short that yeah. you don't want to be back super super far. Uh, yeah. You know, especially you know, Cycle and Ranger managed to do it, but he was running its main claimers, and he was way 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 back, and he just yeah. gobbled up the ground. Uh, you know, in that short stretch, but uh, you know, a, a slightly longer stretch, uh, or if he doesn't bobble and end up as far back as he was. Yeah. And I think it's a very different uh, potential race. Um, a result, he you know, only got beat by, you know, a head as it was. By a and, Temple uh, City horse of all yeah, horses. By a Temple City horse, <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, so so I think we got a lot to look forward to with him. And, uh, well, again, we'll talk a little bit about that 
next week. I, I think some more promising starts, you know, outside of the winds. You know, I think we saw a, a tremendous debut by Double Meat. Yes, mm -hmm. he ran sixth, uh, but the way he did it, you know, he looked really, really good. And then he looked like a completely different horse his next start. Uh, but still, the way he ran and how hard he ran uh, from start to finish, you know, I think we got a lot to look forward to with him. And then uh, Lady Aberdeen's uh, start in, in a sprint, knowing, again, that, that's another another filly where we, we don't think she's a sprinter. No. We think she's going to be better stretching out, but we, we ran her in that maiden 50 feeling like she would be relatively safe in that race uh, as first time starter and all yeah. that. And uh, it, was, it was the right spot. She ran a blinder race to, to run third. And, well, and uh, if, it, if the text messages I got after the race are indi any indication, everyone and their mother paid attention to that gallop out and everybody yeah. and their mother kind of agreed that she definitely wants to go longer. <laughs> Def, definitely wants to go longer. And so I think that was a really exciting uh, uh, debut and, and shows that we've got a lot to look forward to mm -hmm. with her. So so those those were some of the highlights, most of the highlights, a lot of the highlights of the year. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, again, I, I do want to acknowledge, we talked a little bit about some of the claims, you know, so we, we did lose a few horses to claims this year, uh, Counter-Strike. You know, my goodness, he had run okay, but bringing him back, you know, this is a horse that had had like three long, long stretches of time off over mm -hmm. the course of his career. And he was an older horse with just uh, such a limited number of starts. You know, we wanted to, we wanted to bring him back and then give him a good chance to win. And, you know, he did run second, but he got claimed and he's run. Yeah, you know, much star chagrin. He's run really, really well since then. But I do think that it shows. Uh, you know, uh, Mark had a good horse picked out, and you know, we just we just kind of got got unlucky there that uh, somebody uh, somebody being John Ennis uh, was willing to take uh, uh, take a chance on him. Yeah, just so, so many of the so many more trainers are willing to take chances because of you know because of this. We're able to avoid claims now if they come off the track and they're not 100%, and that, that used to not be the case. So you know, we, we're trying to adjust, uh, you know, how we're thinking and how we're approaching uh, putting entering horses, and um, it, it's a challenge. And again, you know, everybody knows how I feel about the claiming game, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I hate it, and uh, it's just I know, but it's what we got to deal with. So uh, you know, we did lose a few others to claim. We've already mentioned Starter from the bottom and Winnie Lou who uh, we lost piece. Sophisticated, which yep. just shocked me uh, again. You know, she'd been running okay, but not great. Uh, but somebody picked her up, uh, uh, and you know, she did actually. You know, had a nice win after that when the entire field scratched out and. Uh, it was a three three horse race at uh, <laughs> Churchill, um, and then uh, we, we lost uh, uh, Lady Goldstart uh, to a claim um, early on, I guess in March or so. Mm -hmm. Or when was that? I guess it was, it was at Churchill, so that was in May. Um, and then um, and we lost Air Marshal, another one that, that just really surprised us uh, with him being you know running so incredibly poorly. His um, two starts at two years old, and then having a long, long layoff and coming back, uh, yeah, 
just never in our wildest imagination, even with the Heisel rules. We just uh, were, were blown away that somebody claimed him. Uh, he ran second that day. Uh, we were all so excited about it, only to just be crushed after he uh, after he got claimed. He, he, he did break, end up breaking his maiden, uh, but has not run well since. Uh, he, he ran it, I guess he ran the last time he ran was to the Turfway. Uh, maybe I don't know, um, but um, it's not run too great since then. Uh, we also, uh, you know, Justice Peace unfortunately had to be retired yep. um, after, you know, setback after setback uh, from injuries. Um, you know, yeah. we did at least to get the the maiden breaking win out of him, uh, but such a shame because he he did display a lot of um, felt like he had some potential. Uh, we just never. Things just yeah. never got going with him, and then, you know, and the issues he had, they were just, uh, you know, it's not nothing that you really could have predicted in terms of you know looking at his confirmation because no. confirmationally he was great. Uh, it's just sometimes their body some, just doesn't. It can't. Sometimes they just don't. Their bodies just don't cooperate with them. Yeah. And then of course the uh, the biggest down, you know, the biggest low of the year, uh, I think for. All of us, uh, you know, had to be ArcLight. Who, mm -hmm. man, it just it just went south in a hurry uh, once she got that infection in her in her feet, and it just spread. Uh, it just it's just so so disappointing. Um, but uh, I just, there's nothing else for nothing else that yeah. I can say about it other than it was just uh, of all the highlights you know that was by far the biggest yeah. the biggest low of the year because I, um, I remember I mean and like and even even just at its face it, it's terrible when such a young such a young horse goes because and it's you know it's not it's nobody's fault it's just a freak a freak in nature thing and um but she had been yeah. I remember how excited people were for her like everybody like even the ladies at Margot even asked us about her and they're like well how's she doing like they specifically asked about her so mm -hmm. um and she was i mean i don't know our partners have, have seen pictures uh but i don't know if if i posted a few of them sometimes on our social medias if you guys if our newer listeners or you know kind of or anybody who's kind of tuning in for the first time definitely listen to season one first because you'll get context for this <laughs> but um uh, but if you're listening she was um definitely go back onto our, our social medias and our, onto our Facebook and, and look at some of these pictures because she was gorgeous. She was definitely a head turner. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, so those, those were just some of the horses that we lost this year to claim a retirement. Uh, um, and, uh, but, but, you know, we've added some new horses too. Um, and are super excited about them. And, uh, you know, we, we bought three horses privately uh, carousing temple city magic and chemical reaction and you know again none of them have hit the track yet they're they're simply training the you know they are all well temple city magic is at palm meadows uh, carousing and chemical reaction both at turfway park mm -hmm. and so far they're doing everything we want them to do and they're living up to what we hoped we would see from them Mm -hmm. um when we bought them now granted they have not stepped they have not you know run one step in a race yet and that's where you'll start to start to know yeah. a little bit more about what you've got but um man could not be happier with them so far we've got about 
5% left in chemical reaction, folks. I think you're missing the bus here. If you have not, if you've been thinking about her, you've been wanting to get, you think maybe I, maybe I need to add one more. Um, you're missing the boat with her if you don't, if you don't jump in. Um, and then we did six, six yearlings from the Keeneland sale. Mm -hmm. uh, if you saw my little blurb in the, in the uh, uh, Thoroughbred Daily News, um, mm -hmm. you know, that was, for me, that was the highlight of, my biggest highlight of the year, I think, was that the the September yearling sale. Uh, it's always one of my favorite two week stretches every year uh, because there's so much unknown, so much potential, and mm -hmm. and you're just you know spend two weeks out there looking at four thousand horses go through the sales ring, and uh, it's just so much unknown and so much uh, so much untapped potential right there waiting waiting to be plucked and and shaped and molded and it's just it's just such a great time and you know i thought we were done after we bought four horses and then i thought i just knew for sure we were done after we bought five the fifth horse <laughs> and then of course mark surprises us with the sixth horse and says hey guess what we bought another one and um yeah, there's a reason yeah. I didn't. There's a reason I waited until the end of the sale to announce that we were done because it was physically impossible to buy anybody else, <laughs> unless you chased and, uh, down somebody for a private right. sale. Which at that point I would right. probably would have gotten mad at you because I'm like, how many times am I going to lie here? <laughs> and uh, you know, so far every one of those uh, horses and, and five fillies this year. It seemed the last year we were heavy on the colts, mm -hmm. and this year we've turned around in the other direction. We've gone. We went heavy on the fillies, and um, I tell you the, you know, we mentioned in the in the updates, uh, they love honored promise and magic spell at, at Silver Springs and Joey just, you know, he thinks magic spell is the the it's his favorite on the farm right now. He just loves her. Uh, they have absolutely just gushed over. Uh, Welcome aboard twenty two, and diamonds for Lil twenty two at at um, uh, at Margot. And, you know, it's not often that trainers call us up unbidden and say, you know, I think you really got something here. And that's what they did with uh, uh, with the Welcome Aboard 22. So that's the Caracaro um, Philly. That's the Caracaro Philly. And uh, yeah, it's and I know it's again, it's early. She's not done anything yet. Uh, yeah. So it's impossible to say that. But, the, you know, it's impossible to predict whether or not what they're talking about is going to come to fruition. But it is, uh, it is definitely soon. heartening when you get that phone call though. Absolutely. Uh, unprompted because, you know, a lot of these, for those of our, maybe our newer listeners who don't know, you know, farm trainers see, you know, hundreds of, of different horses throughout the year pass through. Some of them are, are layovers. Some of them are, are, you know, young horses. Some of them are, are recovering from injuries. So it's like they see a lot of different various levels of talent pass through their barns all the time. And, you know, so when, when you get that phone call, it's totally unprompted. It's not that, you know, we went and we picked and we prodded. So when it's, you know, when it's unprompted and they call you and they tell you, you know, you need to, we need to make sure that we, we have a good name for this one. That's, um, it's always very heartening. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, and I think, you know, that, and that's the surprise one too, you know, I mean, she, nope, very, very few people are familiar with Caracaro. Yeah. And, um, 
But I think so, those are the fun ones. Yeah. Those are the fun Absolutely. ones. Those are the ones where people that they were not like the super the super flashy stallions that have like sixteen full page mm-hmm. dads in every single publication. Like it's it's the sneaky ones that kind of just zoop, yep. there we are. Yeah, and and I think you know something else that sets her apart, along with the sweet candy dance, who they also they they love um, the war of will. Yeah, you know, the yeah the war of will Philly. Yeah. Uh, you know that it's not often that that we buy horses that are going to be early type two year olds. And by early for us, I mean you know June, July, August. That that's early for us. We're yeah. we're, we're likely never going to have anything that's early in terms of April, you know, March, April, April, April makes us. me nervous. I'll be honest with you. April just makes me nervous. Sure. <laughs> and, and so that you know, we're the likelihood of us ever having something that starts that early is really, really small. So yeah. early for us is June, July, August. Yeah. And we, we don't often have those, but I think we, we might have two of them this year in, in the war of Will Philly and in yeah. the Cara Caro Philly. And um, so that, that, that's exciting as well, because uh, you know, I think it, yeah, granted, there are some people that hate two-year-old racing, but uh, you know, sometimes July or August of the two-year-old year, that's the Kentucky Derby or the Kentucky Oaks for a lot of those horses because they're they're just mature earlier. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mark always talks about the the sixth-grade boy that's got the full mustache that's just dominating yeah. uh, junior league basketball, but then you never hear from him after after middle school because everybody catches up to him. Uh, so, yeah. so it could be that we have, uh, we have a couple of nice, uh, earlier, earlier two-year-olds, yeah. uh, in the barn this year. So, well, and as always folks, take that. that with a grain of salt, because like we mentioned at the start, nobody thought Cyclone Ranger was going to be a three-year-old. So, <laughs> and, well, yeah, we thought it'd be a three-year-old. We didn't think it'd be sorry, a first, first day first three-year-old. Day three-year-old. <laughs> So, like an earlier and speaking, and, and speaking of first day three-year-olds, we're recording this on Tuesday, January 2nd. So Everybody's had a happy birthday. One, let's give a happy one day, uh, one day belated birthday to all the horses. I bet I need to get into the website and update some. Uh, <laughs> we say we have a lot some, of them. Some things because everything <laughs> says yearling or two-year-old on it. And I need to, I need yep. to make some changes. So, uh, so that that's that's 2023 in in a in a. Nutshell. Brief nutshell, yep. and uh, it was a good year. Thank you all for everyone that uh, that that joined us uh, in our horses, uh, that partnered with us to, to join the Pocket Aces Racing Team, whether for the first time or the fiftieth time. Uh, you know, we we can't do any of this without you guys. So we we thank you for your support. Uh, it, it means the world to all of us. And uh, you know, again. especially those folks that have come back to us year after year after year, horse after horse after horse. Um, I think it's a testament to what we do. And it's, and it's a, it's a confirmation of what we do that 90% of our partners in any one horse are, are people that have been with us before. And I cannot thank you each and every one of you enough for entrusting us with your horses, uh, for for allowing us to care for your horses and manage your horses and and, and allow us to do what we do. Um, we'd be nowhere without you. So, uh, you know, the appreciation, there, there just aren't enough words for me to, to, to voice. So, mm-hmm. and, and Mark, I know feels the same. He just, Mark is talking to trainers this morning, getting updates uh, from them so we can 
send out our updates later. So that's why he couldn't join us, but he is going to join us for the year uh, for the preview. Uh, but I, I do know that Mark feels exactly the same way that I do. Uh, we, we, mm -hmm. just, we wouldn't be here without you guys. And um, we, we thank you so much for a, a great, great 2023 mm -hmm. and look forward to what 2024 is going to bring. Well, and, you know, to kind of go along with what you said, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, I guess the partner perks, we like to call them, you know, a lot of them were inspired by, by the partners who just keep entrusting us and keep coming back. And that's kind of how, you know, on our quest to, to keep bringing you guys more value and keep bringing our partners, you know, just more enjoyment and being able to see more and more of their horses. Like that's how the app came about too, the stable connect. And, uh, I, I know that people greatly enjoy it i i hear all the time people love being able to sign in now you can even download all the pictures so now you don't even have to come to our, our social medias anymore you can just download all of the pictures straight from the app um but it's it's been it's been a ride it's definitely been a ride it's been definitely one of the most hectic years i think for for myself as well to kind of have to figure out um you know how how to you know, balance posting videos and posting pictures on all the socials and then the app and then not forgetting to to swap back and forth because that's been a learning curve for me. So, uh, so it's and, yeah, been and I, we've talked a lot about everything we've done with the horses, but I, I, I do want to give you a, a quick, you know, shout out of appreciation to you, Patty, for because for, you are the driving force behind this. I know I've said it before, but you're the driving force behind uh aces up to sleeve podcast and if it weren't for you bugging me all the time hey we got to do this we got to record we got to record uh, we probably wouldn't have these so uh you know kudos to you and and um i know we were talking before we started recording about what a, a great success the podcast has been i certainly never imagined uh, as many people would listen to us talk about horses <laughs> uh that do and um again it's just uh your support is overwhelming and and sincerely appreciated by by all of us and yeah. uh, and and everything that patty does again if you love the podcast send patty a, a note because it is it is all on her <laughs> thank you thank you you're welcome <laughs> well i mean with that in mind i do have some i do have some kind of like our highlights for the podcast that i sure. that i kind of want to get into so um, just between our, between our, cause we publish on cast offs, which is kind of like, think of it as our, our homepage, if you want to kind of call it that. So we publish on cast offs and then it automatically gets sent out to, to Spotify and to Apple podcasts. And we've got an open source on there that I haven't been able to kind of track analytics for, but I kind of suspect it's just intended to just bring the word out, which I'm fine with. Um, you know, we, we like it. We like people being able to, to hear about what we talk about anywhere. So, I mean, if we can't get analytics out of it, it's definitely not the end of the world by any means. Um, but just on cast offs alone for, for, and you know, and as a reminder too, we, I think we started in April or something like that. So we, we're four months removed from having an actual like solid year of, of podcasts, uh, stuff. So, so about 16 episodes. But we had a thousand seven hundred and five individual listeners, like a thousand individual people listening to the podcast over over a thousand seven hundred individual people listening to our podcast total this year, which is incredible because I mean, we think compared, you know, compared to some of like the super big podcasts, it's not a lot. But if you think about it, over a thousand seven hundred people is still a lot of people. <laughs> A lot of folks have tuned in and again, mm -hmm. never imagined it, never imagined it. Would no. And 
one, so one of some like so some of the interesting numbers that I I noticed for for the year we can call it official. Our Ethan West interview is is crowned as the most listened uh, episode for our entire year, and not by by uh, really it was a blowout. Originally it was like he was it was like two hundred percent more than the next closest episode. But the interestingly enough, the open house episode kind of closed the gap. So the first episode and the twenty fourth episode. <laughs> Where our, where our like top two listens for the whole year, and it's interesting because if you listen to the first open, like the first episode, of the open house, where we both sound traumatized to even be out so was here. This, was that the the first episode? That's we the did? very first episode we did. Okay. And we sounded just so the spring open house. Yep, just absolutely panicked. And then you get to the Ethan West episode, we were like, nothing matters. We're just gonna talk about whatever <laughs> we want. It's completely different. But it's it's interesting to me that the the very first one and then the twenty fourth episode with Ethan West was some of our most listened like the the most listened for the whole year. So that was wildly amusing to me. That's great. <laughs> we had listeners from, which I found this incredibly interesting. We had individual listeners from seven different countries. So the obviously the United States. We also had Canada represented. We had Ireland in here. We had Mexico, we had Germany, Finland, and the United Kingdom. So we had some, Excellent. we had some, some listeners across the pond, which we were international. I know that's that's not something. So now people can listen to us bullshit on both sides of the Atlantic. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> but we just, I mean, it's it's amazing just the just where people have been listening to, and like even if we move to Spotify, which Dave Brown, you're going to be very happy to hear, but you were the most listened. A podcast episode on on Spotify. Congratulations! It is official. Dave, I got the notice. Dave, go, Dave goes to sleep listening to that every night. No, I I believe it honestly, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I and I don't think he'd probably decline that either. I think he'd probably agree with no, us. We have somebody who we have somebody who runs to to the podcast. They told they told me at the open house, so that's interesting. Um, Excellent. But on Spotify, same same way, just in the last 30 days, from what I heard, over a thousand listens. And I don't, uh, granted, I don't know if, if most of them are Dave. He likes to joke that, that, that it is. But apparently he's only in the top 17%. So someone out there listens to this on Spotify more often than Dave does, which is saying something. Because Dave is a very passionate, very passionate, very invested partner, listener. Like, we, we love Dave. We joke about it, but we love Dave. We really do. We love all our partners. <laughs> Absolutely. And same thing with Apple Podcasts. Like, just the, the response you folks have had, which is interesting, too, because, like, on Apple Podcasts, the, the yearling introduction for Keeneland September was the most listened podcast episode, which is the 25th, which is the one after Ethan West, which is interesting, because everywhere else, Ethan West was just dominating. I mean, just dominating, dominating, dominating. And then the Keelan, the introduction one, is the only one on iTunes that kind of broke that that mm. that kind of stranglehold, I guess, that that interview had. So I found that interesting that a lot of people tuned in to hear about the new yearlings, which is, I mean, I get, I mean, it's infectious because when you hear, you know, Jared and Mark excited about it, it's hard not to be excited yourself. So the fact that we have so many people who tune in all the time and they keep coming back. Like we have never had a point where no one is listening to this podcast, which is what, what is amazing to me 
because you know some you know you expect dips you expect to to sometimes you know on, on slow weeks slow days you expect to not have people listen but we've never had that kind of a day even if it's just three or four people just for whatever reason we're listening mm-hmm. we have never had a day where it was flat zero nobody listened so i mean that's i mean i'm hugely excited about that the fact that we have people who consistently come back like that's that's awesome and i can't thank you guys enough because it's it's hard to get started because like everybody you know everybody now starts a podcast everybody you know is searching for new ways to communicate with their fan bases and their partners and their you know pe- their peers and um you know, I think it's nice, and I, I was I told you several episodes ago. I think it's, you know, for for some for some for some folks, it's kind of become, uh, kind of like the Meet Your Neighbors podcast, where you can kind of listen right. in and and kind of get to know the different people on grounds with you, maybe in in different you know different barns, and I it it's cool that maybe you know we can we help kind of facilitate maybe somebody breaking down their barriers and going to talk to somebody new because it's like, well, Hey, you know, I was listening to this. I listened to your interview. It was a great interview. And they strike up a conversation, you know, and that that's cool to me. I like, I like to think that this has kind of become like the, uh, like a way for people to, to if never for nothing else to, to break the ice, to have something to talk about. Cause it's hard to get going. Absolutely. I'm a card carrying introvert. So I absolutely know how people feel having to do that. And, and, you know, it, it's great to see that, over a thousand again over a thousand seven hundred individual listeners have tuned in and 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 listened every single since april the 13th down to today so i'm just i'm honored that you guys have responded so well and that you're enjoying it and you know we're gonna keep playing with the with the podcast we're gonna try different formats we're going to to you know try different kind of you know topics and tweaks and see if we can do you know slightly larger group formats we're gonna we're gonna try and we're gonna play with a lot of things so yep. and you can talk about more of that in our preview episode yes that's gonna be exciting <laughs> yep so again it's just thank you to patty thank you to to everybody that listens thank you to mm-hmm. our partners to uh, our trainers Thank you to the grooms and the, the the folks behind the scenes who are busting mm-hmm. their humps every single morning. Uh, rain, shine, cold, hot, uh, seven days a week. They're coming in there to the barn and taking care of the horses. Yep. And uh, again, uh, 2023 was a good one. Uh, I'm, I'm very optimistic and hopeful that 2024 is going to be even better. And I can't wait to get into that discussion next week. So, Patty, take us home. Yeah. Well, as we said, as we said last year, we'll say this year. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Just to kind of echo what Jared said, you know, we greatly appreciate that you guys come back every time. But to make sure that you guys can keep listening, make sure that you get all of these notifications when these new episodes and these new topics start coming out. Make sure that you're following us. You can follow us on all of our social medias. We're Pocket Aces Racing everywhere. doesn't matter kind of where you are. Make sure that you're following our YouTube. We promise we are in 2024. That's high on my list of projects. We are going to be more active over there, but 2023 kind of got hectic towards the end of the year. But make sure that you're still following us. Make sure that you've got that bell uh, selected and make sure that you get all the pop-up notifications when those new episodes go live. And as I said last year, I will say this year. And once again, happy Wednesday. Have a safe Wednesday. Make good choices. And podcast is out.